Hey, bacon bread. Welcome back to this new episode. Um, if you guys are just tuning in for your first time, uh, my name is Easy. Um, we have new episodes every week, um, so always, you know, stay tuned. I hope that uh, these episodes are beneficial. It helps you grow in the understanding with God's word. Um, so let's just go. Let's dive right into it. So last week we were talking about um, John three sixteen. We talk about the the true definition that God, you know, is more worried about your 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 soul. What's going to happen in the afterlife? Not necessarily what's happening right now. Which He still cares. He still sees you. He still you know is going to help you out. He's going to you know be fighting for you. Uh, don't get me wrong. If, uh, if that was, you know, that's what you guys were understanding about that episode. That was not my, like the whole intention. The whole intention is that, you know, it goes beyond the realistic. I mean, <laughs> the materialistic stuff. You know, um, that you know, it's not always about the happy stuff, the the you know luxury or you know things that most gospels are teaching right now you know you are the uh, the mighty me that you can you know proclaim it and you will be able to claim it and all these things that are you know out there and that's why i was you know i want to talk about the true gospel so it says that god died for our sins that you know god loved the world so the world you know can be safe through it so what does that mean you know um he was here on earth why why could he just you know die directly why did he have to be born and stuff like that you know that's all these questions that people asked i asked myself that when i was younger um and i just want to read a scripture it's in first corinthians 15 and it says let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcome it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I pass on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the scripture said, he was seen by Peter and, the, and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his, of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and he said that, you know, they already received the message. They already received the gospel. And the gospel is, is this, that God died for our sins so we can be saved. But also he left us something behind, a guide if you want to, you know, name it, where we have to live by, you know. And this is why it's the most important thing. Every religion out there says, you have to work some to, in order for you to gain something out of that. You know, you have to work hard 
to obtain something. But Christianity, but Christ is saying, you will never be good enough. But yet, I'm sending my son so you guys have a way out. So you guys are able to be redeemed and be called my children. And that's what it is. We're, we cannot obtain it by our own deeds, by our actions or the way we behave. There was no one good. And this is the only way, this is the only religion, if you want to call it, that says you cannot work it. You have already received it by grace. You only have to accept it and receive God in your heart. But the moment you guys or we accept Christ, when we accepted Christ, there's a battle that started that very moment. I remember that when I was a kid, I I was scared to serve God because I know that enemy was going to rise up and, and start attacking my life. I grew up hearing all these, you know, things that people will say or, or will do. And it was so crazy because, you know, people will see visions and people will, you know, be able to have an encounter with God so deeply. But there was always a cost. And that's why I was scared. So a battle starts happening inside of us. The typical good and, and bad, the, the, the good and the evil that, you know, cartoons, uh, movies, it shows always a devil and an angel, you know, whispering you do this because, you know, it's good. But the other one says, do this because it's bad. And that's what the gospel is. You without God are sinful. You are bad. There's no humans are good because there's no human that's good. And many people will say, well, I actually disagree because I, I know people that are not Christians and they are and, and they're like super nice and they're better than Christians. And I understand that, you know, I've, I've, I've met people that are not Christians, but man, th their way of life is really respectful. But the gospel is showing you two things, how good God is, how faithful God is, but also how filthy you are, how we are. Before God came to the picture, we were all dirty. We were all messed up. But that's why when we see that God is good. Because we don't deserve anything. But yet, He's looking for you. And He's waiting for you. So when you hear the gospel and accept the Christ, you can't stay the same. Because there's a fire that starts burning inside. We can see Peter, something, someone that, you know, rejected and... and uh, rejected God three times. And then we have Paul. Or Saul if you want to name him. He, the one that was persecuting Christians. He agreed to be killed. Uh, kill, you know Christians. And people. Christians it's, themselves were scared. Of Saul. But there was a transformation. Because when the true gospel. Comes to your heart. Little by little, you start changing. 
Because you now start getting connected with God. You start, you know, listening to what he says. And 1 Corinthians 18 says, um, The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Not The gospel is not for everyone. And when I say it's not for everyone, it's not that they're not qualified or anything. But they're so attached to this world that for them it's craziness, it's foolishness. They don't want to listen to what we have to say. If you disagree, go ahead, go outside and start preaching. And you're going to notice that not everyone is going to agree with what you have to say. And what I like about 1 Corinthians 15 when he says, It is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message. I told you, unless of course you believe something that was never true in the first place. It means that there, you are able to, to believe something or that looks like it's the gospel, but it's not. We can name a few. We can name, you know, the prosperity gospel. That you name it, you claim it. There's some people that says that you, we are called juniors because we are little gods. And there's no need for God. There's some other people that says it's we are saved by works. And this is where they get it wrong. The gospel is you are transformed. And be, by your works, people are going to see that you are saved. And this not necessarily means that you are saved because you're working like the way you are. We need to stand firm on what we believe. We need to start questioning everything that the preacher says. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying do not believe them. I'm saying we have to hear carefully and see if it's according to the to the word of God because nowadays we're so comfortable just hearing the word maybe you guys don't know but before it was hard to get a Bible because not everyone understood Latin so it was really hard to you know to go to the store and buy one and today's now age is the same thing if you go to China Bibles are banned there's places that you cannot get a Bible and people when they receive a Bible they treasure it like nothing else and if we're honest here in the US where we call ourselves a Christian nation let's not even talk about our nation let's talk about our church we have our, our Bibles. How, If you're listening to this right now, when was the last time you actually opened a Bible? I'm not talking about the Bible app. I'm talking like a physical Bible. Do we even owe a Bible? We're, we're so comfortable now. That we forget one thing, the Great Commission. Which it says, go out there. 
and make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them everything that I taught you guys. But now the American gospel is all about go to church on Sundays and they have family time afterwards. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's good to have family time. I open my Bible only when I go to go to church. I only pray when I I'm gonna eat and when I'm gonna go to sleep. We always demand God. How, how come you're not the same God of you know back in the days where where you will send fire and you will do miracle things? And I feel like God was. Will respond to to that question. Where are those Davids that were according to my own heart? Where are those Abrahams that I call my my friends, my close friends? Where are those Enochs that walk with me? Where are those Ruth's Esthers? Where are those people passionate to to preach the gospel, not knowing or caring what other people say? Because when you actually fall in love with God, when you actually receive the gospel, the first thing you do is go and tell other people. If you don't want to believe me, the woman at the well, after Jesus told them, told her her lie, the first thing she did was go to the town. And tell them about God. When we receive the gospel, we are transformed. When we accept Christ, we're connected with God. But sometimes, when we hear the gospel, we don't like it because truth hurts. Because we don't want to give up the things that we want to do. I love drinking. I love partying. And to be honest, personally, I, the hardest thing that I had to give up was music and dancing. I'm Latino, so... Music is in my veins. And dancing, well, I mean, <laughs> you can already tell too. Latinos love to dance. But I ask myself this. God was willing to give His one and only Son. Jesus was willing to give up His throne. Come to this earth to be mocked. They will spit on him, rarely kill him, beat him up, so we could be saved. So if God and Jesus were willing to give up things, how come we're not able to do the same? How come we don't, it's hard to believe in God or, or it's, why it's hard to give up on things? We have fallen in love with creation.
but hate the creator. And that's what the the most crazy thing is. I love creation. Or we say that we love creation, but why cannot I mean the creation itself is pointing towards a God. Even the animals praise God. Creation praise God. Because everything that God made, He said it was good. So I'm, I just ask these questions. Number one is, have I changed ever since I accepted Christ? Or do I keep doing the same things? Have I actually understood what the gospel is all about? And have I understood the price Jesus paid so I could be a son or a daughter of Christ? Because the moment you understand that what the gospel is all about, then you start to change. And you don't longer keep doing the same thing. And when you understand the price God paid, go and tell other people about who God is and the things He's doing in you, the things that He did in the past, the things that He fixed in your family, in your life. And that's what the difference between a Christian and somewhere in the world. We're content. We're happy with any circumstance because we know that God is better than anything in this world. That's why the first church was seen in Colosseums before they were going to be eaten by lions, before they were going to be beat up because they understand that there's a price to be paid. But after this suffering, there's joy. There's a life after this. Breaking bread. What are we doing? I'm talking to those who are calling themselves Christians. What are we doing? And don't think that I am exempt of this because I'm the first one that receives this. I'm the first one to ask myself, what am I doing? I'm the first one that says, have I actually understood the price that my Savior paid for me? If I actually understood what the gospel is all about, or if I just received the American gospel of, I go to church on Sundays, on Wednesdays, on Fridays, but life continues the same. If you're a Christian, and God will you know, appear before you, and He will ask you, what have you done in my name? What have you done with my grace, with the joy, with the patience, with the mercy I've shown to you? Have we able to reciprocate that and love others? I want to end with this. Colossians 1.6 says, The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. The gospel is changing lives, just as it changed ourselves. And it was just by God's grace. And today I want to ask you or encourage you to, for you guys to acknowledge or start questioning yourselves. Have I changed? 
Have I understood what the gospel is all about? If I know and understand the price Jesus paid, so I could be saved.